This is the Root Student Ministry Podcast, where our mission is for middle school and high school students to establish strong roots in their relationship with Jesus by connecting in the body of believers, growing in their knowledge and faith, and going to serve the community and the world. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at CSM Roots. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Hey everyone, how are you doing? It's been a while since we've been on YouTube here with you guys, but uh, I just want to introduce myself. I am Tyler. I'm the next generation pastor here at Crossroads, and we are starting a new series called It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. So it's our Christmas series. So I want to uh, play a little game with you by comparing two items, and I want you to think about which one you like the most, all right? Do you like Christmas presents or do you like Christmas parties? Hmm. Snowball fights? Or do you want to build a snowman? Or Christmas dinner? Or Christmas morning breakfast? I always loved Christmas morning breakfast. That was my favorite. Uh, what about ugly sweater, Christmas parties, or a fancy Christmas outfit? Okay, what about this? Get up early on Christmas day, and then you'll nap later, or do you sleep in? And maybe for a lot of you, that's changed as you got into middle school, high school. Or here's another one. Do you like the movie Elf or do you like a different Christmas movie? All right, great. Thanks for playing. And we all get the idea of making some noise or getting excited for something that we like or that we love. Maybe we cheer on our favorite sports team or we sing our favorite songs or we get in trouble for being too loud while basically anytime we're having a good time. Maybe you had that at home. So I want to quickly tell you about the first Christmas when Jesus was born and how the volume went all the way up. And so we're going to start with the middle of something incredible that happened. And then we'll talk about how it got there. And we're going to look at some verses from the Bible. And a guy named Luke, he wrote all this stuff down. And these verses are read and talked about every Christmas. In fact, you may have heard us mention them here before. And if not, no sweat. We're going to read them tonight. So, so imagine this. It's ancient times, okay? Shepherds are just hanging out in the fields late at night, watching their sheep. Everybody is minding their own business when, when this happens in Luke 2, verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. So just, just so we're clear, we all would have been scared, right? And, and what does it even mean that an angel appeared or that the glory of the Lord shone around them? And I have no idea, but I imagine it was bright, it was loud, and I, I would have been like every sheep for themselves. I'm running, I'm getting out of here. But before the shepherds could run, here's what happened next in verse 10. It says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This not so silent, super loud announcement of Jesus being born was supposed to be good news for all people. It was a big announcement and it probably felt even bigger to them than it does to us right now. Why? 
Because while people don't always talk about this part of history, the volume had been turned down for a long time before Jesus was born. God had been silent for 400 years. There were no preachers, there were no prophets, there was no instructions, no encouragement from the Lord, no commandments, no words, nothing. That means that those shepherds in the field and their parents and their grandparents probably couldn't remember a time when anybody on the planet had heard from God. And that had to bring up some questions, right? I mean, when a friend doesn't talk to you, you wonder, right? Are, are they mad at me? Do they still like me? Do they hate me? Are, are we fighting? Am I in trouble? And I imagine that over 400 years of silence from God, his people, the, the Israelites, had begun to wonder some familiar things about him, some, or some similar things about him. Is he mad at us? Are we in trouble? What is God thinking right now? And maybe you wouldn't use those same words, but you've had similar questions about God too. Maybe you've wondered, is God mad at me? Or maybe you've wondered if God hears your prayers or, or if there even is a God. And if there is, would he ever want to be cool with you? If you've ever wondered if you're okay with God, you're not alone. There's a good chance that's how most of ancient Israel felt just before this one big moment. Then, out of nowhere, God responds. And he doesn't just text them with a, nah, we're cool, chill. <laughs> Instead, he sends Jesus a real, physical, in-person version of God himself. But why was this good news? Because of what Jesus goes on to tell us that God is, is what, that who God is really like. Jesus' friend, John, writes this about a conversation Jesus had with a man named Nicodemus when Jesus had grown up and had started teaching about God and performing miracles. And Jesus said this in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. In other words, no one had to wonder anymore what God thought. Was God mad? Was God distant? Was God frustrated? No, no, and no. God was love. And that was the good news the angels came to tell the shepherds and the good news that Jesus came to share with the world. So here's a point. Sending Jesus was the loudest possible message God could send to tell us what he's like and what he, what he thinks about us. That God loves us and nothing will ever change that. And just to make sure nothing was lost in the message, the angel uh, that the angels were trying to make clear, this is for all people. And because of Jesus, one thing was clear that very first Christmas. God has so much love for humanity. That, same, that, that is the same is true today. So if you're, if you're watching this and you've ever wondered if God is mad at you, if God wants you here, or if God would be friends with you, let Jesus be the answer to that question. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to question it. Because of Jesus, you can know that God loves you. 
You don't have to prove anything for God to be crazy about you. You don't have to be super holy. You don't have to know all the verses or the words to every song. You don't have to be here at church every single week. You don't have to dress a certain way or think a certain way or act a certain way. None of that changes the reality of God's love for you and Jesus proves it. He represents a God who left heaven to live among us. He wasn't interested in power or fame or special treatment. He was interested in a relationship with us and demonstrating love to us. So he became a human and lived with us to make sure that the message was loud and clear, that who we are, not what we've done, brought Jesus to earth. And who we are is loved. The message of Christmas is loud and clear. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to prove it. And that, my friends, is good news and great joy for all people. And that's worth turning the volume all the way up for, that we can let everyone know that Jesus loves you. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your goodness, for your love that just pours down on us. And may we receive that. May we feel it and feel your love no matter where we are at in life. You are good to us, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.